Welcome and thank you for joining me. I am Billy Ray Parrish for God's Gospel Radio Ministry, bringing to you another installment of Imagine If You Will. Today's discussion is an excellent one because we ask you to imagine, if you will, the liberal idea of logic. Do Democrats even understand logic? This is not to endorse any political party, as we have stated multiple times that both major political parties are just as bad as the other, but one side has truly gone so far off the page of sanity. The idea of this program is to point out many examples over the last few months that illustrate just how insane the liberal left has become. So please stay tuned for Imagine If You Will and prepare to look at the world through God's eyes. Satan has all kind of tools. Watch this. It doesn't make any difference which tool he uses. Because right now the dark cloud is descending upon this speaker. When I look out in that abyss, I don't know what I see. Our patriotic movement will overcome this terrible deception. According to Dictionary.com, logic is defined as reasoning conducted or assessed according to strict principles of validity. As Christians, we know logic is found within the Bible, and the principles we learn here should be applied to our lives. How can this be? John 1 and 1 reads, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Deuteronomy 12 and 8 is an excellent reminder of what we see going on today. You shall not do at all what we are doing here today, every man doing whatever is right in his own eyes. Colossians 2 and 4 tells us, And this I say, lest any man should deceive you with enticing words. If we do not stand for something, then we will fall for anything. And this is just one reason why God gave us his word. 2 Timothy 3 and 16 reads, All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Let's discuss how a lack of leadership has paved the way in many of these blue states for the destruction that we are witnessing in these American cities. It's no secret that a majority, if not all of these cities and states, are ran by Democrat politicians. Their policies have caused the erosion of civility in nearly all of these cities and states. We look at the riots and protests that have broken out across the country to see just how out of control things have gotten. The defund the police chants are getting louder and the Democrat politicians are listening and doing everything they can to keep this mess going. If we start here in Tennessee, particularly Nashville, we see a chaotic mess in the capital of the volunteer state. For a few years now, the crime rates have been up and they're still climbing, and the environment in the city is not good. It's this way regardless of how people try to spin it. 
Many police officers refer to different parts of Nashville as Little Baghdad to describe how truly unpredictable the city is. It's a war zone at most times. And it was this way after the riots and protests broke out across the country after Memorial Day. The logic for the city to allow the violent protest and rioting to continue is that the crowd is entitled to assemble peacefully. This is true, but burning buildings and robbing businesses does not qualify as a peaceful assembly. The courthouse in Nashville was burned and different city streets were invaded. Homes and vehicles were looted. There are many citizens inside the city that are literally afraid because the situation is only going to get worse. Mayor John Cooper does not have any answers to stop this. Instead of tackling this serious issue, he wants to raise city taxes 32%. This should come as no surprise because Democrats love to raise taxes. And when a crisis like this hits the city, why not slap a price tag to it? When asked about the situation, rather than blaming the rioters and looters, Mayor Cooper says the damage that has been caused should not overshadow the real cause for equality, but he says nothing about how the police are not to blame. This makes no sense, but it's liberal logic. Let's move on from Nashville. We could go on into further detail about crime rates and so forth, but that's not what this program is about. We are focused on exposing the foolishness of liberal logic. Another liberal city, this time not in a red state, is Chicago. I am a Cubs fan and have been to Wrigley Field. I enjoy touring the city. But with that said, it would be difficult for me to go back, particularly to the south side of Chicago. Chicago is called the Windy City, but not because of the wind, but its winded politicians. Perhaps the worst, at least one of the worst, is Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot. This woman, for whatever reason, hates religion. She hates those who attend religious services. I understand that she is a lesbian, so her lifestyle does not line up with what Christ teaches. But she has gone a long way to ensure that Christians do not assemble together. It's okay for protesters to come together in the city and the gangs to work together to get rid of citizens in the police, but it's not okay for church services to be held. She went as far as to have a neighborhood's vehicles towed because she thought these were the vehicles of the church members, but she was wrong. No parking signs were posted, so she had these vehicles parked in such spots towed, assuming that they were the church members but come to find out they belong to the citizens of the neighborhood. This is a perfect example of how God uses what is meant to harm you for the victory. All she did here was illustrate her foolishness and her disdain for religious services. She does not like the police, and this is evident by some of her recent behaviors, but she did not mind sending the police to block the parking lot so church members could not enter or leave. She doesn't mind using the police to do her dirty work. And none of this makes sense as church members have the right to go to church according to the United States Constitution. So she was in violation of the Constitution, but she stands behind the Constitution as her source for violating the Constitution. None of this makes sense, but again, it's liberal logic. 
I do not live in the city of Chicago, but it's obvious that Mayor Lightfoot does not like most of her citizens. She takes COVID-19 or the Wuhan virus very seriously, but only if you are doing certain things like trying to work, go to church, or enjoy your city. She threatens and warns her citizens by insulting them and even goes as far as to criminalize them. She says, don't be stupid, we are watching. She goes on to add that we will shut you down. We will cite you, and if we need to, we will arrest you, and we will take you to jail, period. Don't make us treat you like a criminal, but if you act like a criminal, and you violate the law, and you refuse to do what is necessary to save lives in this city during a pandemic, we will take you to jail, period. Think about that for a moment. Or imagine, if you will, a politician so desperate and hungry for power that she threatens the honest and hardworking citizens with jail time, but she does nothing to shut down and stop the war zone that is the south side of Chicago. She says nothing of it and praises certain groups of people as heroes. The good guys are the criminals and the bad guys are the people who want to go to work and church. The real bad guys are not threatened with jail time, and because the violence is so bad, even before the recent riots broke out, she has had to turn the tables by painting a new enemy to the people, so she paints everyday citizens as the enemy. She tells them to stay home and save lives while she goes out and does what she needs, including getting a haircut. She has forgotten her message of saving lives by going out. And while none of this makes any sense, guess what? It's just liberal logic. We could literally do a whole program on Mayor Lightfoot, but let's move on because there's other liberal logic at play. A lot more, in fact. Let's go out west before we go up north and discuss what Gavin Newsom has done out in California. The man who was the mayor of San Francisco and the former lieutenant governor of California is now the governor of California, and while the roles are different, the results are still the same. The man is literally lost in his own world, but so many of these individuals lose sight of what's really important, but I'm not sure anyone ever accused a good governor of actually having sight of what's important. As of the recording of this program, Gavin Newsom has shut down nearly the entire state of California because of accusations of spikes in coronavirus cases. I say accusations because there is too much mixed information, as many resources say the numbers are fake or inflated, including Deborah Burks of the White House and thousands of doctors who say this virus is not as it's made to be. With that said, while there are supposedly more positive tests, the death rates are shrinking daily to the point that the virus is on verge of losing its epidemic status. Even the numbers that are being presented are not sent straight to the CDC, but first to Washington, D.C., which is something to ponder why. Newsom time and time again blasted and chastised California citizens who were tired of being locked down and restricted to their homes, rather than praising their willingness to continue to live their lives and their desire to go back to work and be in public settings like the beach. Despite the uncertainty of the virus, he was blaming them for the state not reopening sooner. 
He continued to put into place lockdown orders and claimed that their disobedience of the government's orders would have catastrophic results. He claimed that this virus doesn't take the weekends off and added that the only thing that will set us back is people stopping to practice physical distancing and appropriate social distancing. That's the only thing that's going to slow down our ability to reopen this economy. The governor's idea of social distancing is social isolation. He did not and does not want people going outside and enjoying themselves. Most people know that a virus does not like heat, particularly hot weather, and if an individual is outside, they have better odds of not contracting the virus, and if they do, they have better odds of getting rid of the virus being out in the heat. In other words, the goal of so many is not for the country to get better, but to live in fear. Governor Newsom has blamed the American people for why the country had to be shut down. And while he was suggesting the importance of the isolation, he pulled a light foot and did not live by his message. He and his family went on vacation in Montana. Go figure that. This reveals just how insignificant the virus is. But politicians like Governor Newsom depend on people's willingness to listen to nonsense for their success. Clearly, liberal policies do not work. They only make things worse. The city of Seattle is a good example of what happens when you completely sell out to liberalism. And Washington State is an illustration of how detrimental the policies are. There are many problems that face the city of Seattle and that of Washington State. An article from the City Journal on January the 3rd of 2019 by Christopher Rufo, and I hope I said his name correctly, clearly states that Seattle is under siege and points out that over the past five years, the Emerald City has seen an explosion of homelessness, crime, and addiction. According to the King County Social Services Agency, 11,643 people were found to be sleeping in tents, cars, and emergency shelters. There were many in the Emerald City calling for the police department to be defunded, but Seattle has a consistent crime problem that persists to get worse, so the police is not the problem. Adopting the mob mentality may make an individual a hero to the mob, but it does not to everyone else. Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin perfectly illustrated this when she said it would be a summer of love to justify a group of citizens who built CHOP or the Capitol Hill Occupied Protest or Capitol Hill Organized Protest or as it would later be called CHAZ or the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. Do not let the names fool you as this was just another attempt at lawlessness. We continue to see young people who have not been educated on history want to wreak havoc for whatever reason, and because there is a political agenda involved, the politicians who are supposed to be in charge allow for the chaos to continue. The chaos has caused nothing but destruction, and it makes you wonder if we are witnessing anarchy in these blue cities and states. It's sad and unfortunate as citizens are having to fend for themselves. Mayor Durkin was a supporter of the CHOP group until they decided to march to her home and hold an event there. 
When they did this, she ordered an investigation, had the police to have the group cleared out of the area or zone. Like Mayor Lightfoot, Mayor Durkin is only a supporter of the police when they are doing her dirty work. Another example of reaping what you sow is Meryl Cheryl Selby of Olympia, Washington. She had her home vandalized by a group of Black Lives Matter protesters, which is unfair and not right. This is another example of lawlessness and not being held accountable for what has happened. After the attack, Mayor Selby responded, I'm really trying to process this. It's like domestic terrorism. It's unfair. I do not want to make light of the situation, but Mayor Selby was a supporter of the movement until they came after her, which is ironic. She labeled them as domestic terrorists, and she's right, they are. However, they did not become domestic terrorists when they attacked her home, but they were long before this. Their agenda is not equality, but rather lawlessness. They do not want justice, but they want to be pandered to. Regardless of what they get, they're never going to be happy. Remember, when you begin the pandering, you should not be surprised if whom you're pandering to does not come after you. Let's not forget about Washington Governor Jay Inslee. There are a few accomplishments worth noting here. He is a giant advocate for climate change and has been involved with President Trump in a war of words. When asked about CHOP during a press conference, he was unaware of what was going on. And during the coronavirus situation, he issued an official emergency declaration, which most governors did. He has since been challenged on his emergency powers because he has the entire state on lockdown again, this time through July 28. It's important to note that different cities have been negatively impacted by Governor Inslee's policies since his election in 2013, including Seattle. Coincidence? Well, I report the news and you decide what to believe. Let's move away from the West and head east to Michigan with Governor Gretchen Whitmer. She seems to make the news constantly, but for all the wrong reasons. She was rumored to be in the running for vice president, but she was disqualified because of her skin color, and I'm sure her lack of leadership didn't help anything. This woman has been a real news cycle, as it seems to be one thing after another with her. For me, what occurred during the coronavirus situation is a real testament to who this woman is. People wanted to go back to work and live their lives. They wanted some type of normalcy back, but she refused to open the state back up. They swarmed the Capitol building with guns to illustrate they were sick and tired, but she did not listen. She is similar to Mayor Lightfoot in the sense that both do not care for their citizens very much. Let's try to understand her logic here. She keeps her citizens held hostage while she's releasing prisoners from jail early because of the coronavirus, but she forces elderly patients into nursing homes and the outbreak among the elderly causes many to die. At one point in time, she would not allow for the names of impacted nursing homes to be released so families were unsure of how to react. This has caused many citizens in Michigan to demand that she answer for her handling during this coronavirus fiasco. Do not forget that Governor Whitmer was telling people to stay home. 
do not go to work or church. But with that said, this does not stop her husband from using his wife's position as governor in an attempt to benefit from it by asking to be moved ahead in order to get his boat out on the water. Although the governor did not do this herself, it's just another example of how the powerful and elite believe they are above the average citizen. Let's go to Pennsylvania and visit Governor Tom Wolf. The coronavirus does impact the elderly at higher rates as they are the most vulnerable. In the state of Pennsylvania, a great number of deaths were among the elderly in nursing homes. Numbers reveal that more than half of the deaths in the state of Pennsylvania as a result of the coronavirus come from those in nursing homes. So there is no reason to criticize Pennsylvania Congress members when they suggest that the governor sending sick patients in the hospital to nursing homes was a death sentence. Normally, I do not like to make segments this short, but I would like to move from Pennsylvania to New Jersey and look at Governor Phil Murphy, whose state at one time had the second largest number of deaths in the country. Different polls suggest that a majority of New Jersey citizens believe that Governor Murphy has failed the state, especially when it comes to his handling of the coronavirus. A letter from health department insiders claimed that Murphy's administration hired consultants to complete tasks the state health department could not handle because of a lack of leadership. The letter goes on to explain, in other words, we believe the leadership failures of Commissioner Parrish Chile led to preventable deaths. The letter went on to say, despite the governor's slogans, there are in fact no established thresholds to this effect that came from the public health experts in his state government, they wrote. They concluded that in reality, his own public health officials in the health department have no idea what inputs he is using to make opening decisions. End quote. And that is very dangerous to speak about. It's dangerous to speak about because this shows a lack of leadership from all angles. It is reported that President Trump called Governor Murphy three times, but he did not answer the phone the first two times. And he did so the third time after he was contacted and told the president was trying to reach him. Right, so let's head north to New York. Here there are two figures to discuss, Governor Andrew Cuomo and Mayor Bill de Blasio. De Blasio is probably the most unpopular mayor in the country. And there have been different times when Cuomo and de Blasio have picked fights with one another. Both of them have shown a real lack of leadership when it comes to responding to the coronavirus situation. And there have been times when both men blame the other for the disaster. Both of these men were already notable figures before the coronavirus situation. But they were even better known after the situation as both men became prominent figures seen almost daily on television, even for those not living in New York. The situation was significantly bad in different parts of New York, and by the reporting, you think it was a real doomsday event. New York has a large coronavirus death toll, especially in terms of the elderly in nursing homes. This seems to be a trend, and while Governor Cuomo is trying to blame other parties, he is at least in part accountable for a portion of the problem. We could go into a segment of its own on Chris Cuomo. 
and while he is on the liberal left, we should stay away from media subjects, at least for this program. The reason why I wanted to bring up so many of the governors and mayors who are responsible for so many of the deaths, especially with nursing homes, is that all of them were quick to pass the blame. They were quick to blame other parties like President Trump, who had nothing to do with how their respective states handled the crisis. Think about that, please. President Trump had nothing to do with any of this, but yet he's the one who receives the blame. The liberal logic here is if you are to blame, blame someone else or change the subject to a race issue. The issue of race has been used by many for a long time as a way to get out of their own trouble. This is sad, but these politicians know how to work the system, and in doing so, they hold the American people hostage. Regardless of what is going on at the current time, the liberal left never seems to disappoint. Think about this one. Although this virus came from China, Governor Newsom closed a $1 billion mask deal with a Chinese manufacturer, and Governor Cuomo received 1,000 ventilators from China. They turn around and have the nerve to blame the president for being tough on China or not being tough enough on China, whichever line they're using at the current time. Mayor Lightfoot has blamed President Trump for the violence in cities across America because, as she explains, the lack of federal response, and this is her way of taking the spotlight off of her. The liberal logic does not have to make sense, but if it sounds good to people, then keep repeating it as these people depend on the willingness of citizens to believe their lies. If we do not stand for something, then we will fall for most anything. So many have gone away from God's word, so they fall for most anything. They are unsure of what to believe, and because these people have good sounding words, they must be true. After all, the bad orange man that loves America must be wrong because the man on television said so. God gave us his word for a reason, and we must understand it. We cannot understand it if we are not in it, though. 2 Timothy 4 and 3 tells us, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust they shall heap to themselves teachers, having itching ears. This sounds a lot like the times in which we are living now. Isaiah 5 and 20 reads, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. 2 Timothy 3 and 13 explains what we are up against right now. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Proverbs 12 and 22 tells us, Lying lips are abomination to the Lord, but they that deal truly are his delight. God loves it when we're honest. We must be careful of the tongue because it can do much more than taste. It can ruin an individual or country. Psalms 52 and 2 reads, Thy tongue deviseth mischiefs, like a sharp razor working deceitfully. More importantly, though, as Christians, we are to be set apart. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Romans 12 and 2. We are just about out of time for our program today. I do thank each and every one of you for joining me, and I do hope you have learned a lot.
This program has taught me the valuable lesson of listening to what people say and watch what they do. So many of our politicians told us to stay at home because it would save other people's lives. They told us that it was more important to be at home than out and about, but they did not heed their lesson. Governor Gavin Newsom goes on vacation to Montana with his family. Mayor Lori Lightfoot goes out to get a haircut and do whatever else she desires. Both of them told us that it was more important to be at home. But if we didn't stay at home, they were going to arrest us. These two leaders are our leaders only in name. This is why we must be careful about who we choose to lead us. While I do not like to call myself a Republican, and I don't, the liberal logic has never made any sense to me. What a fun show this was. God tells us not to be afraid to see what we see and to be careful who we allow to entertain us. We must stay true to his word so we are not deceived. Unfortunately, we are out of time for today's program, but I thank you for joining me. This has been another installment of Imagine If You Will for God's Gospel Radio Ministry. I do hope you learned a lot and that you see the liberal logic through a different perspective. Remember, it's more than just politics, as this is a battle against right and wrong. It is always an honor and a privilege to be with you at all times. Again, I thank you for joining me. I am your host, Billy Ray Parrish, asking you to imagine, if you will, looking at the world through God's eyes by seeing with God's word. Before we go, I ask you to please subscribe and follow all of our content. We are always on the air, so we are always adding new content, so please be on the lookout for new material. We never know what the next minute holds in store for us, so until next time, stay safe, and God bless, and as always, God bless America.